So this is a uh, special uh, episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. We've never done anything like this. The crazy thing about this is I was actually just telling Chrissy earlier today, I was saying how cool, well, not it wouldn't be cool, but how interesting, interesting would it be and helpful if we talked with somebody who's dealing with COVID-19. I got a message on Facebook. Uh, a Facebook friend of mine had a friend, which is Casey, who we have on the phone right now, who has uh, the virus. How are you doing, Casey? <laughs> I'm doing okay, honestly. Uh, I haven't had the flu in a long time, but uh, this is, it feels like probably what I had a long time ago. Just feeling uh, a little little groggy, feel like I haven't slept much, a little achy, a little tired, but uh, you know, otherwise doing okay. Now you're here in the Salt Lake City area or what area are you in? Yeah, so I actually live in Harriman. Okay, just wondering kind of what area, you know, this it's it's yep. going on at now. I mean, do you have any questions right off the bat, Chrissy? I mean, we so I I actually posted in our I am Salt Lake Facebook group. I mentioned that we were going to have this opportunity to chat with you, and of course, everybody is on Facebook right now because everybody's just chilling out at home. So we actually have quite a bit of uh, good questions here, which I want to just kind of jump yeah, bring r- them on. jump right into. Uh, the first one is from Rachel, and she wants to ask. Uh, what they wish people knew about COVID-19. Uh, do they feel that the media has been helpful? Uh, I, I, that's a good question. So from what I understand, the virus is for younger, healthier, otherwise healthier people like like myself or my, my wife and kid uh, is not that bad. You know, it's the flu. And, you know, so I might be tired or congested or whatever, but at the end of the day, I'm going to be okay. The scary thing is is how it affects the elderly and, and those who are at risk or immuno immunocompromised. So people who have recently um, been to the hospital for surgery or uh, transplants, organ transplants, and for them it's quite deadly. And so what's scary is that people who are healthy aren't taking it very seriously because they know that they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And so if they're symptomatic, they tend to you know, disregard those symptoms and go about their normal day without really practicing some of the things the CDC has been suggesting, like social distancing or self-isolation. And because of that, uh, it's been spreading much more rapidly. And so when I found out, um, the first thing I thought was, oh my gosh, like how many people have I already infected just from, you know, not knowing that I was infected and, and just going to work for a couple of days and going to the dentist's office and all these things start going through my mind. Uh, but you know, it's the person who infected me certainly didn't know that they had it either. At least I would hope not. But, uh, yeah. So, so I think, I think knowing that knowing how rapidly and, and how easily the, the virus can spread is certainly helpful. And at least encouraged me to, to be very serious about how I practice the, the self quarantine and, and how many people I've, you know, the businesses and, and the state department and everybody I've reached out to, to give a heads up, you know, posting on my neighborhood Facebook page and just telling everybody, Hey, just so you know, me and my kid were at the park on Tuesday. And so, uh, if you've been there this week, please be aware of symptoms and, and practice, you know, social distancing. And, uh, so, so that kind of, uh, that kind of thing. Now remind me, did you say how old you are? I'm I'm 29. So you're 29 years old. Okay. I'm just to kind of figure this out yeah. here of like, you know, the age groups yep. and, and all that you're okay. Wow. But it's really cool. Thank you for being socially yeah. responsible and actually being proactive about telling people, you know, I, I tested positive. I was here. Just yeah. watch yourself. A lot of people, 
I think would be too nervous or embarrassed to even do that. And and that risks Absolutely. other people. Where did you uh, get the virus? Uh, that was actually a question from Gregory. You know, of course, sure. we all want to know where do you think you got it? Yeah, so I was a, I was a part of a, a group in Vail, Colorado. I was invited out to a, a business uh, on a business trip in Vail, and people flew in from all over the country: uh, New York, Atlanta, North Carolina, Chicago. And so there was a large group of us, twenty to thirty people, hanging out from all over the country. And this was before the the virus had been declared a pandemic, and you know all that traveling had been restricted uh, last week. So uh, I got home this Monday, this last Monday, uh, so six days ago, and that Thursday, I received an email in the evening saying, hey, just FYI, from the organizer of the event, saying that somebody in our group had tested positive for the virus. And in and, and that very minute, I picked up the phone and started calling you know, the hospitals, and, and that's a whole other story, but... Uh, it took another three and a half hours to get the information I needed to go get tested. I actually watched your uh, Instagram story on your little well, <laughs> story of, of, it was really of going long, and getting so it. I, I apologize. <laughs> it was it was informative though, man, and it was kind of crazy. They were wearing like hazmat suits and everything. Yeah, it, I, I've heard that. That's part of the reason that that's that. So as I said, it took me a really long time just to find out. Okay, go here and call this number, and then you'll get a test. That's all. I mean, in the end, that's all that I was told. But I went through rounds and rounds and rounds of screening and people asking me the same questions. What are your symptoms? When was the last time you were in contact with the person who was positive for the virus, et cetera? And I found out that one of the reasons that um, they are so slow and so um, unable to to provide the test to people is because they're, they're so limited in the resources they have in those hazmat suits being one of those things where they just don't have as many suits as they need to be able to test all the people that are coming in uh, asking for a, a coronavirus test. So why did you feel like you needed a test? Why not just stay at home and wait it out? Like, why did you feel sure. like, okay, I want to get tested when, yeah. Tell, tell me why. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like, I would like to think that anybody in my shoes would have done the same thing, but basically that week I had had a cough and I thought, you know, I've been hanging out in Vail, Colorado, skiing at 14,000 feet. Uh, yeah, I, I got a cough. It's probably a cold from being out in the cold all week. But uh, And so I, I didn't think much of it. And then on Thursday, when I found out I had been in direct contact with somebody who had tested positive for the virus, I thought, okay, so maybe the cough is something else. And then I took my temperature and found out that I had a low-grade fever. And at that second, I, I thought, you know, way better to be cautious on this and just and just get tested just in case. And so from from the minute I found out that I had been in contact with somebody because I'd been informed of how quickly the virus could spread, I decided to go get tested and I'm and I'm really glad I did because I wasn't expecting the positive um uh, results and uh, and so if I if I had just dis- been dismissive of my symptoms and the you know, the the potential for spread of the virus, then I, I could very well have continued spreading it to hundreds of more people, including my at-risk neighbors and in-laws and coworkers, et cetera. Well, no, and I realized that, but you were feeling sick though. So right now they're saying, if you feel sick, just stay home. So, well, and I mean, I guess that's the difference. It sounds like they probably took you more seriously because you had information that, Proves yeah, the that you were the already in that contact. I had been, 
Right. It, precisely. The difference mm-hmm. is that I had been in contact with somebody who had already tested positive for the virus. So what's happening now is that if, even if, if you feel sick and you go to the hospital, get tested more than more likely than not, they'll turn you away unless you provide evidence that you've, and actually you don't even have to provide evidence. You just have to say, mm-hmm. I've been in contact with somebody who's tested positive for the virus. How was the test? I mean, can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, describe the Absolutely. ordeal? Yeah, very simple. Yeah, so I showed up. I pulled up to the loading dock of the hospital. It was very sketchy. But I pulled up because it was nighttime and like all these machines surrounding me. And I have no idea. There's a couple different doors, double doors and garage doors. And I'm just like, I have no idea what to expect. And all of a sudden, these these double doors open and uh, you know, these people walk on these hazmats and there's smoke billowing out from behind. Just kidding. It's a dramatic event. But uh, no, so they come out with their hazmat suits and they, they approach the car and I roll the window down and they've got this this test tube bottle with a label printed on it with my name. And all they say is, hey, is this you? And look, at it, there's my name. Yeah, that's me. And so they say, okay, well, I'm, we're going to do two tests. We'll take this long, scratchy, uh, the scratchy rod and rub it across the back of your throat. That was fun. Uh, and then they get another tube and they say, Hey, remember how fun that scratchy rod was? Now we're going to stick one up your nose all the way through your nasal cavity into the back of your throat. Oh, and that was awful. the most shocking, disturbing thing I've ever been through. And like so foreign to me, I've never had that happen. I've never had something so far up my nose that I thought I, it was going to go into the bottom of my brain. Yeah. But, uh, so that's what that was like. Wow. Uh, you said it was difficult to be able to know where to go and how to get tested. Like, what would you tell people to do? I mean, what's the first step, even if you feel like you need to figure out how to get tested? Yeah, you know, I, I, I should I should have educated myself this weekend because it sounds like things have changed or mm-hmm. are going to change very soon. Uh, very soon. Who knows what that means when the government makes changes, right? But uh, they, they've issued a, a lot more tests, and supposedly it's going to be much more easy for people to go get tested. Uh, they have drive-through testing sites where they just have popped-up tents, you know, in parking lots and stuff, and people can just drive through, roll down the window, get swabbed, and be on their way. Um, for me, and I don't know if this is because it was during the evening that it was so difficult, but uh, I would just tell people to call their, their hospital, whoever they're insured with, or if they're not insured, just to call you know, their closest clinic and find out what the, what the protocol is. Because for me, it was like, Hey, yeah, uh, we don't really know still. So let me put you on the line until I can get a hold of my boss. And then five minutes later, okay, yeah, I'm going to forward you to this line. And then while I'm waiting, the call drops and then I got a call back. And then I'm, I mean, it was this whole dance and jig for three and a half hours of being put on wait, the call dropping, having to call again, being told to download an app downloaded the app. The app fails. I get booted from the app. I have to re-download it. All these things. And so I I would hope that in the last couple of days, even that those, and and for what it sounds like, based on the national emergency broadcast that we had over the weekend, that things are changing. But for me, it was like, it was almost impossible. From what I'm hearing from my coworkers who are currently being tested, the ones that I was in contact with during the week, they've been able to be tested I believe they've just called the hospitals and followed protocol from them. Because you you were much more early on. Yeah, I mean, test case number six uh, in in the in the Salt Lake County. No kidding. And and probably yeah, and I think they've got twenty five. I think they've they've got twenty five now, 
and there were nine more confirmed yesterday. Now tell me, how bad is it? How bad is it? Is it as bad as everybody's making it out to be? They're acting like, I mean, you've got the plague and you're going to die. No, no, no. (laughs) It's bad. It's bad if you are exposing the elderly and the at risk. It's bad for them. If you are young and otherwise healthy, you should be just fine. I feel like I stayed up too late playing video games all the time. That's how I feel. And that's like, I, I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if it's going to get much worse, you know? So how does your uh, employer, I mean, is this going to ruin your job? Are you going to lose your job over this? No, thankfully they've been, they've been very respectful of my, you know, my privacy. And then, uh, and they've shut down, they haven't shut down, but they've, they've sent everybody into work from home mode and we'll be like this until the 31st. So just giving people a chance to stay away from the office building, stay away from the areas that I have potentially uh, infected, I guess. Um, and so they're, they're letting me take those two weeks and, and hang out and put possibly more because I'm living with my wife and child who most definitely have the virus. And when they become symptomatic, my quarantine cycle will have to restart, you know, like a days without the virus calendar goes back to zero. And then I have to wait another 14 days to be able to come out into the public again. I guess that case, that would be a good reason on why it's good to stock up on a little bit of food. You know, I know people are making fun of the hoarders, but I mean, has that been tough for you to, to make sure you have enough food and supplies in your house? Yeah, we were so taken aback by this that my wife usually does the the shopping, you know, on the on the weekend, and uh, we we hadn't had the chance to go grocery shopping, and then all of a sudden we find out that neither of us is supposed to leave home, and and I suppose this is a wake up call to us as well to to be more prepared in the future. But we've got such a wonderful community of people who have been reaching out and family in the area who have said, hey, you know this has got to be hard for you guys. Let us know if we can go grocery shopping for you. I mean, I'm on Reddit with the, and ask me anything. Um, and I've got strangers saying, Hey, I live in Harriman. You need any help? Like I'll, I'll run to the grocery store. You need food storage? Like, let me know. Uh, so, so we've just been super, super fortunate to have many people offering to, to help us out when we've been in eating. And we've found ourselves in a situation where we need that help. And, uh, so having to humble ourselves and accept help has been, uh, has been, uh, an interesting experience. No, if anything, this whole experience hopefully will bring us closer together as a community, right? Like we'll know our neighbors better. We'll know our, our district better, whatever, right? Like we'll know these people because we're, we're going to have to work together to yeah. borrow some eggs or borrow some milk. Well, it seems like everyone's focusing less on themselves right now, which is really nice. It's refreshing. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, it's, so how you were saying people are, are, are probably embarrassed to admit they've got the virus and that they've have potentially infected several other people and that sure it's embarrassing, but it, you know, it's, it's the responsible thing to do. And what I've found is, you know, it's kind of, uh, you're kind of nervous to make that post to the to the neighborhood page saying, "Hey, I just wanted to give you all a heads up that you know this park has been compromised." And 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 instead of people reaching out angrily and accusing you of of endangering their children and, and their families, um, most people have been very supportive. That's Sorry. so awesome. No, yeah, it's, it's everybody true. has I mean, just been super super supportive. 
It's been a heck of a ride, man. And like over the last couple of days, I don't think a lot of us really saw this coming, right? Like it just like all of a sudden sideswiped the Salt Lake City Valley. And now we're all wondering like yeah. what we could do. How could, how could we deal with this personally on a community, on a city, you know, your family? I mean, like you said, you, you have a kid. I mean, you got a lot of stuff going through your mind right now, man. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty heavy. Did you say how long it was? I got a couple more questions on like the wait when you had to wait for your test to come back for the results. How long was that wait for? So they gave me 20 to 48 hours to to self isolate and quarantine until they got the results back. And so I I took the test at 8:30 at night Thursday night and then um didn't hear back until Saturday afternoon. Oh so it was like gosh. 1 2 p.m. Uh, that they that they finally called me and said, "Hey, you are positive for COVID nineteen. Congratulations. Stay out of the public." Were you like restless during that time period? Were you nervous? Like what what was your body going through? I mean, I would have been nervous. I wouldn't have been able to sleep. I would have been like, "Oh my gosh, what's this going to come yeah, back?" Yeah, lot, <laughs> lots of thoughts for sure. Um, you know, weighing both of the both of the results. You know, if it's negative, oh, relief. I can. I can go out and, and be with friends and, you know, we can laugh about how dumb this was together and whether, and if it's positive, you know, what do we do then? Uh, and so you're right. Yeah. Lots, lots of restlessness, but, um, but uh, also just, you know, tr- trying to be realistic uh, with ourselves and, and with the community preparing to, to contact all those different people. And I, I made a timeline of my, uh, like a calendar of movements at the suggestion of, of our mutual friend, actually, he had suggested that I make a calendar of, of movements and, and publish that while I was. So, so the movements I had made while I was contagious and unknowingly spreading that virus around. So I, on this AMA on red, I've posted a, you know, like a table of uh, the days of the week that I was actively moving around Salt Lake uh, Valley and where I was. And, and then, making contact with those businesses and saying, Hey, just so you know, I was at your location uh, this day at this time and I've tested positive for the virus and just wanted to let you know. That's a lot of work, especially when you're already feeling scared and sick and just anxious like that. I I would, yeah, that's really intense. Yeah. My, my, my Instagram exploded, like my, the number of follows I had tripled. And so I've been trying, like, it's been a full time job of just keeping people, you know, um, aware and calling this business and that and having conversations with the state department and with the dentist office and with this business and that. And yeah, it's been nuts. You're like, I just want to nap. (laughs) let's let him uh do you have any more questions chrissy i I was looking to see if we had more questions i mean what i had one question in a mom group and i and i I mean i kind of feel like this is a question that seems obvious um because the incubation period before you even know that you're sick is at least five days right you can feel healthy and fine and not realize you have it um but one of the moms asked how are you separating yourselves from your family did you send them to live somewhere are they still living in the same house but it seems like once you find out, it's kind of too late. That's exactly right. Yeah. So even when we got the phone call saying that I had tested positive for the virus, they had said, you know, consider sleeping in another room, uh, stay on the other end of the house from your wife and child, although they are to remain in the house as well for the next 14 days. And it's like, okay, but also we've been together for the last 
six days, right. you know, uh, while I was symptomatic, at which point you're the most contagious. And so for the last six days, my wife and kid and I have been having a grand old time and, uh, and almost 100% with 100% certainty, they have the virus as well. It's just a matter of time, a matter of time before they become symptomatic as well. And so I, I haven't, I, I haven't really been avoiding them I, because my, my wife is like, they want me to take care of my two-year-old child for 14 days by myself in the house alone. Like <laughs> it's impossible. So if you've ever that had a toddler anyway, and our toddler is, is extremely busy. And so, uh, yeah, not, not much, um, not much, you know, inter-family quarantining going on. Yeah. You, everybody needs a little help. Tell us how, how can our listeners, can they follow you on Instagram as uh, you kind of share a little bit more about this and, and then see that Instagram story that I was talking about? Can they, can they connect with you on Instagram? Absolutely. Profile is public. They, they just need to look me up. It's at CCCG03. Awesome. And, uh, and I've, got, uh, I've got a link in my bio to the, um, the AMA that I'm running on Reddit right now, which has been very active. We've got about 500 comments right now on that. Uh, lots of people just wondering kind of the same questions that uh, you guys have been asking. And it's been very, uh, very cool to bring that community together and to share that knowledge because that's what's eventually going to help people to start taking this more seriously and uh, that will slow the spread. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and uh, sitting on the phone with us and chatting, telling our I Am Salt Lake listeners a little bit about this. I mean, everybody's been so curious. Yeah, honored to have been a guest. Thank you. You bet. And I'm actually going to throw this up tonight. I'm going to throw this up right away because I think this is very, you know, this is in the time, in the moment. So I'm going to throw this up and... uh IamSaltLake.com is where you can get the podcast, Casey, if you have uh, any, if you want to go check it out. If you have uh, some spare time around the house where you need to listen to stuff. Spare, spare time. What are you talking the rest of, to the To the rest of the listeners, you guys have a good week. Stay inside if you can. I mean, uh, avoid going in public. Wash your hands and call your mom. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake.